They're someone you should definitely look up to. You are listening to the Assistant Principal's Office, the podcast dedicated to inspiring, equipping, and empowering you as you serve in education. Get ready. Let's go. Your planning hour is in session, baby. And now, here's your host, Principal P, the MC. MC. Yo, what up, what up? It's your boy, Marlon Parker, a.k.a. Principal P, the MC. Welcome to the AP office here for another episode of the informative, down-to-earth, unscripted, and unrehearsed podcast aimed at putting you up on game about education and the pitfalls and obstacles we are navigating and facing. We got a legend in the house, y'all. We got a legend in the game. This man here is a former <laughs> EOP study group leader at Cal State LA. Whoa. He's a tutor with the Youth Polity Institute. Throwback. Le- legend ambassador and director of Flourish Marketing. Oh, a current yeah. professor in a bunch of different places. Cal State yeah. Fullerton. I saw the Chicago School, USC. He's a former chapter president of the damn good Delta Gamma oh, chapter of Phi Beta Sigma Fraternity Incorporated. Yeah. And <laughs> probably most importantly, he's an OG Don from Dorsey High School. Oh, and he, oh, and he wore number 25 back when he had braids. Oh. Shout out to <laughs> He's a SoCal Stroll Master. And pe- people don't know this, though, he's a superstar from Angeles Mesa Elementary School. <laughs> you yeah. went all the way back. All the way back, baby. All you the went way before back. Hillcrest. <laughs> right. <laughs> Dr. Brandon Harris. You a renaissance, man. How you doing oh, all man. this stuff, bro? Pleasure to meet you, man. Thank meet you, man. I mean, pleasure to sit down with you. My bad. Not meet you. Pleasure oh, to sit man. down with you. Dude, pleasure to be here and be on the radar um, of this big platform for educators, by educators, and just, uh, man, you know, what you're doing is giving people that real, because uh, people respond to what they could feel. And, mm. um, you know, I ain't trying to rhyme, but it, it, it comes out all the time. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, there we go. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> but I'm, I'm happy to be here, man. Happy to be invited. Um, definitely, for sure. I'm, I'm excited for what's to come. Let's and go. Yeah, man. let's let's talk. <laughs> man, man. So brother, man, let's see. For those that don't know me, I've known uh I've known Brandon for a long time. We go back like almost almost a dub now. Almost a dub. Yes, yeah. sir. Yes, sir. So uh yes, sir. let's get into it, man. Tell us a little bit about you, who you are. I mentioned Dorsey. Let's go back. Let's go back. Take us back, man. Ooh, back, back, back. So ah uh, man, um, I guess like all the way back, I, my mom and my dad, they met in Compton. My mom went to to uh, Centennial. My dad went to Compton High. So that was just rival. That's like mm-hmm. meeting somebody that's going to Crenshaw and Dorsey Ooh. and falling in love and stuff. And so um, my dad's dad, uh, he was into fashion. He went to Langston, uh, you know, um, Oklahoma. He was mm-hmm. an educator educated cat and uh had his own cleaners business so uh as far as that those suits and cleaning up and looking good he kept he kept my dad clean and then that came down to me so that legacy of just you know staying clean and staying staying um you know educated you know um that's 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 been something that I can really be proud of. My mom was a hairstylist, did hair for the stars, Tony, 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 went on tours and stuff. Right? And, um, I even have in my family, uh, my cousin, she does real close, like family, like with Snoop, we go to his house and 
uh, she does his hair. So as far as like Uh-oh. that's that legacy and that the deal that just matriarch side where you know you got they just artists you know and um uh, speaking of art I've done logos and I've done the boss lady entertainment logo for his wife I've done Christmas cards and for Snoop and I painted uh murals in his daughter room Corey uh painted so I still paint and stuff so you know it just I was in a Tupac video I don't know it's just been all really? all, all over really? yeah yeah which video to live and die in LA this I was right? in the mall and the dude with the red and white Tommy Hilfiger shirt on so I, it's, I had, so if you tie that all together with the fashion, with the music, with the, you know, um, folks from Compton, I grew up in L.A. It's just all, he started it all up, and that's what you get today, just education, fashion, music, and that's what I kind of put into, um, you know, my music, into, and I, you know, segue that uh, into the classroom, and mm. give them who I am. That's right. That's right. How how did you incorporate that into the classroom since you kind of brought that to light? What does that look um, like for you? You mean there rhyming and stuff or what? Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, I my, I'm big on in my classrooms. I say your a your way because everybody has different learning styles and everybody has different learning preferences and um, a piece of my research. Uh, my dissertation touches on that. And so I don't like to apply one cookie cutter approach to people learning. So I have your a your way. And so I'm like, okay, yeah, you still got to do that paper, but you can present it uh, in a creative way. And then I'll show them like skits that I've done that, um, that are funny, but it has a purpose to it. It talks about discrimination in the classroom or how, what, um, I had an actor come in, white white guy, one of my um, cohort members' husband, he came in and was playing a teacher who had um, separated the class by race to do group projects. Mm. And that was, you know, that's a big no-no. So (laughs) we did a skit and um, I was a... I was a student and it, it was just this back and forth thing, but I show students stuff like that to say, no, get creative with it, have fun with it, but make sure we learn kind of like how Dave Chappelle, you had that, you had those messages or something. So I'll intersect uh, comedy in there. I'll intersect music. Like don't let a student be late on some work or I'll be like, or they, or they need some extra credit. I'll tell them to go to, uh, to type in Google and Google uh, handsome Harris uh, band camp. <laughs> And you got to listen to one of my songs and, apl- and, uh, and apply a theory to, um, you know, intersect uh, the message that I convey in that song to a theory of your choice and that we went over um, in the classroom. So <laughs> I, I, I will play my music, uh, but it'd be um, uh, I'll play my music and, or I would tell them to get creative or um Stuff like that. So that's how I, would, how I intersected in right. the the shameless plug. I feel you. <laughs> I feel you. Hey, you know what? You got to do it. You got to do it. So, yeah. so you were uh, raised in L.A., right? Yeah. Okay. All right. How how was that? Like in I mean, you know, the late eighties and early nineties. Oh right? yeah, yeah. So um, you no, know, that was that was that was different. You know no, I mean? it was different. So so when my um so my dad um uh, when you know, you know, met my mom and was like, all right, this is, this is it. This is, you know, this time around. Cause we, I have other siblings as, as, as well. But, um, when they got together, um, 
all the pictures that I remember. So they wanted to move us up and move us out of uh, for safety. You know, you, you want to make sure your kids is, is, is safe. And so I actually was uh, born on 8th Ave over there by Slauson by Crenshaw High. That's why when you say Angeles Mesa, that's right over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the elementary school that I went to first. Um, <laughs> and then well, then we moved like up um, up into like Inglewood um, where, where it starts to get, it goes up the hill mm-hmm. uh, by a century. You know, you like the planes fly, up, fly over mm-hmm. there, like, mm-hmm. up there. And so it was a pretty cool neighborhood, decent every house. Everybody had a house on a block or a duplex. And so we kind of um, moved up there and things just was like cool. Like um, moms was about education. If we wanted to go outside and play, we had to read. You know, this was before Google. So we had to read some something from the encyclopedia and give her mm-hmm. a report. Um, so, so she was big on making sure we wasn't just out here just having fun. She was like work. She instilled that at early age that work. If you're going to want to go play hard, you got to work hard. Right. And um, lovely Christmases, anything we want, Super Nintendo, um, you know, you remember the, the video game magazines that used to have the codes mm. in them, like, or the conventions at the mall that, you that you would codes. go to. Like, codes. yeah, it was like, yeah, we had the duck hunt. Like, it was literally bikes. It was cool. It was, uh, and then my mom had got breast cancer and um, she Man. passed away. Um Sorry, when I was younger. And so uh, that it went from she and my, my dad wanting something better for us and building that uh, that new direction for us, that generational wealth to now uh, a one parent household. And it showed like it was a drastic uh, change in lifestyle for us. And so um, like I'm not it was like it was the opposite of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Once when my mom passed and, you know, finances wasn't the same, we then moved to the Jades. And for anybody listening, um, I know there's many um, types of Jades. I'm talking about the jungles. And so you see you got a guy coming, that young young dude that was cultured in a certain way um, for um, – for for a brief period and then moved over there. They're like, "Who are you? Why are you just like that? We got mm. we about to try you. Can you fight? If you can't fight, you can't hang with us. You either gonna have to play sports or you gotta be running around in these streets." And so it was like, wow. it was like that um, culture shock. So it was like yeah, it was it was a, it was a culture shock. It was like definitely new. I'm like, whoa, okay, don't see any. Um, you know, everybody's on edge. Everybody's tense, and so I noticed that, like, at a young age, that all right, it was more like it went into survival mode. So that's how it was like growing up, and and, and um, so I went into, you know, you had your friends that was doing, you know, doing the street stuff, doing the sports stuff, and then you had me that I was just friends with everybody. So it was like even like my my the cats that. I, play, I would play sports with during the day. Uh, and then the game members would come to the gate at the school, at the park where we would play. We're like, okay, hey, we about to go this way. The, them dudes that, that I would play sports with, they'd be like, man, you about to hang out with them? Man, you crazy, man. You, you don't want to hang out with them. Like all them cats that, that became like, left the hood as well, that, you know, came you know, like alphas and cavas and stuff. Like still know them to this day. They was not with that street. So we're going to play sports, get out of here go to an HBCU, but I was just like, 
those are people too. They people just like us. Like you know, right, like they right. friend. They might. I'm gonna be cool with them because you never know. You might need. You might need their help. They might help you get a pass somewhere. Or hey, so you never. I'm know, the type man. of dude that was already political. I went. I used to go to Crenshaw for summer school mm. just so that people could see, so I can be a familiar face over there. <laughs> right. Right. So if I was ever over there, they'd be like, "Oh, that's." That's such and such. Like he good, he cool. He went. He I had class with him. No, but he was. He wanted. He played for Dorsey. No, he cool. Like <laughs> I was already being strategic with making sure that people saw my face, and right. uh, I wasn't just out here trying to think I was better than everyone. Mm-hmm. But, um, but like, but just showing people. Oh, he cool. Like you know. So you know, I'm not just like in one one crowd wearing polo, Nautica, and Tommy, and not hanging around with the people that's wearing. Dickies, Ben Davis, Khakis, and Cortez and Chucks. Like I was a little bit of, I was around everything. That's that's dope, man. So that's what helps you stay so uh, well rounded. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, I see that in you, man. I see that in you, man. Because you know we go we go way way back, bro. You know what I'm saying? So, um, as a member of Phi Beta Sigma, let's talk about that real real quick. Let's go into that into that frame. Um, how did you come introduced to the fraternity, what made you choose Phi Beta Sigma? And um, how did that all come to fruition for you? Well, uh, my, my actually, I didn't know anything about frats, really, uh, other than me looking at school days and being like, what is this? Like, why are they acting? <laughs> this is a musical? Like, why? So you mean to tell me if I go to a college, musical? I got to start... If I join these organizations, I got to I gotta sing at any moment, and then I got to, like... Talk about good or bad hair. And, and so prior, uh, outside of, you know, a different world and the Cosby show, um, I really didn't know too much about the, the facts. And I wasn't in Sigma Beta Club or um, uh, any of that. Uh, again, man, um, coming out of college, it was more so like my homeboy, uh, Dave. Um, we, we go to we went to the College Career Center and then uh, there was some girls from Cal State LA in there. And we was like, there's some college girls in here. Let's go. And then, Let's go. Where, where they at? Right, right. And we're seniors. And so we're like, we, 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 we're not stupid. We like to get compliments. And like, I, I, for me, I'm words of affirmation. Tell me I'm cute, okay? Like, like I'm a. And so, <laughs> so I was like, you coming back every Friday? You going to be in here every Friday? All right, I'm going to be here every Friday. So she ended up helping me out uh, with the application, with financial aid. Mm-hmm. Um, um, one of the interns or uh, student employee from Cal State LA came down there with another ca- with a counselor from EOP. Shout out to Steve. Uh, Steve, if he's listening, he's probably connecting the dots. Like, wait, you liked her? Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, they helped me with my. They helped us out with my application. It was more like, like you going to Cal State? Or if, if you go, I go. But it wasn't like um, I went on a bunch of HPC tours, like how I'm going to have my, you know, my, my daughter, uh, go, you know, and it wasn't like set up. I wasn't in, you know, Jack and Jill or all these organizations that kind of solidify my path to college. It was just more like, I like, I, I like girls. And so <laughs> the more I came to the college career center, the more they helped me out. And that's kind of been like, uh, identif- a, a trend in my, um, in my, in my process and in my progress. Like, I've, you know, more so been looked out for from the opposite sex. They just, and not even just on some me trying to do something, you know, and 
take it all weird and just I don't know. It's like they they was like, let me help you out. You you got potential. You know, you don't need to be uh, dragged down or, or stay in these four uh, these four corners of this neighborhood. Man, you got some stuff that really other people need to see. And so um, I really thank uh, individuals that kind of helped me out. Um, speaking of those individuals, Five Eight Sigma, Terrell, my profile. He went to Dorsey. And so when I went to Cal State LA, so now I'm there. I got the braids. I'm looking like Lil Bow Wow. I I, I'm at Cal State LA. I, I didn't, uh, I, I would get letters, Hampton, different ones. You know, you get mm-hmm. letters from different schools in your senior year. That's when I started to like turn my grades around really good. And, uh, but I went to Cal State LA because the, like I said, because the, the homie went, was, we was, we was like, we going to go. And we took that school by storm, literally, like, shout out to him. If you went to Casa LA from 2001 uh, to 2008, even six, so I was still working there and was um, had a presence, then, yeah, it was good times. Um, but my profile, Terrell, he went to Dorsey. He saw me because he played football with my brother, Cordon, at Dorsey. And uh, he was um, basically about to join. Uh, or already was a Sigma. And so I was just like, it was just more, it was just a matter of, I know you, you know, my brother, I'm not doing, doing, I ain't got to do no research. I ain't got to, uh, let me see if my principles and morals align with Alpha Phi Alpha or Kappa Alpha. No, right. it wasn't none of that. I know, you know, my brother, but uh, let me, let me Google it. No, it was just, nah, you a Sigma? Wow. Yeah, I'm that then. Like you cool, you got style. You, you know, I see how, again, I see how women are reacting to you. <laughs> oh, dang. Okay, um, player. <laughs> I'm, I want some of I want that, man. I want that. The Kappas, the, the, the they're not doing that for the Kappas. Uh, the Alphas, the, the, you know, but the Sigmas, it was like, you get a little bit of both. You might get mm-hmm. you like those girls that went to private schools. They like you. And then you might get the girls that was raised right, but still from the hood. You know, right. the girls that used to used to see on the block, they come, they go straight to school and straight home. Them. They, did, they wasn't kicking it. They was cute, <laughs> but they was going straight in the house. You get, they, but they were still, they still was around the hood. Yeah. You, you, it was the sum, the sum of all, man. Sigma, you, you mm-hmm. can, you, you're relatable. And that's so right. that's why I joined uh, uh, Sigma just, um, you know. And Are then, you talking about, uh, what's his name? Uh, Terrell, when did he? Come through. Is he spring? Three oh three. Oh three. Oh yeah, okay. he's a he was oh three. I got you. And so I was 04. And um, yeah, man. So that was my superficial. I was young at this time. So now as an adult, of course, I'm not going to turn around and tell y'all, man, I, I did my research. And man, um, you know, I really love brotherhood, scholarship and serve, which I do. And now as a graduate uh, advisor, I, I want to make sure that the Neos keep that in the forefront. Look, no matter what's going on, is is it is it does it go back to the principles, brotherhood, scholarship or service? Um but yeah, it was more so about just the brotherhood, the connection. People got your back, a home away from home. And that's yeah, why man. I did. You are a SoCal Sigma legend. I was out at an event and I and I and someone told me that they were a Sigma. And, a, you know, um, this guy ran up on me. Hey, my homeboy over here, he's a Sigma. Ain't, ain't you a Sigma? Like, yeah. So he and I start chopping it up. And he was like, yeah, so, um, you know, yada, yada. So I hit him with the, hey, uh, you know, because I'm some old foe. I'm like, hey, uh, who made you? Because he looked like he was about in his, you know, early, maybe mid, mid-20s. And he told me, oh, yeah, my dean is Brandon Harris. I said, Brandon? Like, I know that dude. 
<laughs> like I know him, yeah, but it was it was crazy just because the way it, the way in which he had dropped you, he, like you know, like he was being stamped by it by an official <laughs> bona fide certified. I'm like I know that clown, I know that clown, you know what I'm saying? Like I know him a little bit, you know what I mean? Crazy. He tried, he tried to he dropped it like the like like so, like he was dropping something heavy. Bro. And he was like, Oh man, no, I, was I, was like, I was like, come on, man. Like, I know that too. Like, I've seen him. I've seen him at his worst. Like, I know. I've seen him. I've I've seen seen him. him. But so, <laughs> so tell me, uh, give me a, one of your favorite Sigma memories. I know I got one. Um, and I want you to think about this. I want you to give me something. Let's go, let's, let's go back. Cause I know you're a legend out here. You don't done a whole lot. I know you was a frequent, <laughs> frequent, uh, you know, uh, image personality on the club mix.com and stuff like that. So I want Whoa. you to really, yeah, throwback, right? I want you to really give me a Sigma memory, like break it down for me. Wow. So <laughs> I don't know why this one popped in my head, but just, but since, you know, God want to put that on my mind and my heart. Uh, I'm just going, it's, that's a sign. So I'm, that's the first one that came to mind. It's the Paris Guide to School Discipline. You have children? By Principal P, the MC. Parents, do you have students in public school in California? Have you ever been confused with California Ed Code as it relates to disciplinary issues? Do you know what information the school must share with you when your student is suspended? Well, get the info you need with the Parents Guide to School Discipline, where we unpack the discipline process and provide you with valuable information on how to navigate school suspensions. Pick up your guide today at PrincipalPTheMC.com. That's PrincipalPTheMC.com. There were many things, and I don't know why this one first popped up, but I guess it's the segue to what I want to say later on. Um, but I think one of the biggest memories was, um, you know, performing at the Long Beach Step Show. Um, it's a, it was a big deal uh, out here when they had it popping. It was like the Greek version of Freak Nick. Um, what year was SoCal. that? Um it was dang. We almost going on about ten years ago. Um, so um, yeah, yeah, man. Uh, it was in like the twenty tens ish. But it was when uh, we did this theme where one of the one of the steps I came out as Michael Jackson, mm. and I had a, a thriller coat on. I had the whole thing, <laughs> and I had already let my hair grow out. So I didn't have to wear no wig. Like I already had like the black guy mullet, the, oh, the part no. of the work in the front, part of the shag in the back. Like, <laughs> so no, it was. But what I, when I say that, because you know we did that, we came out, they played Thriller. I came out. When I say the crowd, like everybody was sitting down, but when they stood up, and you know how big Long Beach Long Step Show is, and how. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's how packed to get. I thought that was the closest thing that I would get to like rock, like feeling like I was Jay Z at Madison Square Garden. Like that was, mm. it was like the crowd erupted. I was in, I was like, had this, this moment where I was like, is this really happening? Let me make sure I, I cause I know the step, I've been doing a dance since like elementary school. So let me make sure I don't mess up. <laughs> oh, dang. And then, uh, it was like they was like, "Wow, you would come out as Michael Jackson, yes, like yes, you, you, like you would do that, you, yes. you would do that." And and it was like that's one of the moments where so if, I, if I'm having a bad day, if I'm life is getting you know getting get me down, like that's one of the moments I, I think of just to put a smile on my face, like to the fact that um you know because it was on my my son was setting as far as stepping to stepping because I would step every year to the point mm-hmm. where even if I didn't step. 
they be like, man, B, come in, man, with us, man. Come, we going yeah, yeah. to the backstage. Like, I never paid for it for a ticket um, because it was like one of the giving value to to the show and giving value to the bros. Whether I, and if I wasn't in a show, I was making up the strolls. Like, man, we need your, we need your strolls. And all right, if you don't mm-hmm. step, can you can you make an appearance? And so, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't even think I step step in that show. It was the fact that I came out as as MJ. That was probably one of the moments, and that just popped in my head. Like I said, if I'm feeling down or depressed, I have a list of things. By the way, for my self care listeners, you need to make, if you don't have this, make a list of all, everything that made you smile in your life. So mm-hmm. you have a bad day because mental, uh, you know, depression is real these days and in, in this climate that we in. Um, so you want to make sure you, you read that in your notes if you have enough that read it before you go to sleep so you can, so you can wake up happy. But yeah, there that's my that's one of my of many oh, moments. I'm sure you and, got and, a few. And and then learning how to do the mob the four mob count with you. Y'all oh, line <laughs> y'all line wasn't every uh, Sigma's from oh let, other sigmas that that was from 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 Cali, they wasn't doing the, the bounce like that y'all. Bounce, yet. That bounce, you know, yeah. they wasn't doing it, and so I didn't want to just do the arm push. <laughs> that looks so, that it looked too like it looked corny. Yeah, it, it, I wanted to show the way y'all was doing it. Y'all made it look like you you could tell y'all had rhythm. Yeah, yeah. The way that everybody else was doing it out here at that time, they wasn't traveling yeah. like y'all was going places and y'all was picking up. Game yeah. from other uh, yeah. sigmas and y'all was trying. So when y'all brought back that bounce in mm-hmm. the in the wiggle leg and you kind of oh, wiggle it a little man. bit, <laughs> I said I said um, I'm a I'm a I'm a grab that. And so um, that was a that was another moment because that changed everything. Because people would be like, oh y'all, people would start to because I made it kind of like popping going places. They'd be like, oh you trying you doing like Brandon? I'm like, no nah, no nah, that's me. I always would say mm. I would always give you y'all props. Man. Because when I took it from y'all, people will start. To, people will be like, "Oh, you doing it like Uzai?" Mm. And so, since and that's true, I, I was doing it like y'all. And so when I started doing it, and I would teach, I would put it in the the, the stroll competitions and the step shows and Long Beach step show. I was like, "No, you gotta bounce." And then every when you move, you gotta give a slight micro. You gotta the microscopic leg. The knee that wiggle you got, and then that turned, <laughs> and that turned into the to, to the uh, to the sigma leg in the in the actual yeah. sigma walk. But mm-hmm. y'all, I don't know where y'all got it from, but in Cali and SoCal, yeah. it yeah. came from it came from I'm y'all. Gonna doing the first. I'm gonna tell you, like that was one of the first things that we had that we had picked up um, right after we had crossed. Man, I, um, I'm not sure where it actually came from, but where I seen it first, where it was, you know, introduced to me and mine, shout out to my profile, Fall 99, Mike Wynn. Mike Dizzle is the one who coined that movement, that way to stroll. And I don't really see too many people that are from his era that do it like that. You know what I mean? So I'm going to say he was the one that, that created it. And if he didn't create it, he created it within my world. So that's where that came from for sure. But yeah, man, we, (laughs) that's funny that you say that because I, People have come through after me and they have spent many hours focusing on how to do that properly. You know Please, what I'm saying? It's, it's and, essential. Um, yeah, people have elevated it. Uh, Dr. Dr. Gary Gordon kind of took it up a notch. Um, you know, people have just mm-hmm. taken it and done what they've needed to do with this. So shout out to them for that, for sure. Yep, the club, the, shout out to Tune, to, to, you know, my club. They, they was, That's right. They took it to the next level when, when, they, yeah. when they came out. Mm-hmm. Definitely yeah. made me come back out and like, no, nah, I'm about to stroll with them. Yeah, they rem- y'all remind me 
of y'all profiles that taught yeah. me how to do it. Yeah. So, so yeah. And then I would stroll with, with y'all and people mm-hmm. would be like, they wouldn't even know. I'd be like, no, I'm from BG. They would think I'm from right. Uzziah. If y'all yeah. was deep already and I start strolling with y'all, right. I'll yeah. fall right in. Right on in. Because yeah. I'm going to do y'all strolls. I'm, I know right. all of <laughs> You already know. You the stroll master. You you got to know him. Hey, yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> hey, that Cadillac, man. Funny funny story. So that, that Cadillac came from a you guy. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> that, that came from a boy I went to high school with. Oh, okay. A guy I went to high school with, man. Um, He crossed in spring of 04 from uh, Texas College, Beta Pi. <laughs> and he... Came back home during a vacation or summer or something. And he was like, yo, I got this straw. And he showed it to me in front of my mama house. It was just me, him, and Boogie. And he showed it to us. He's like, this is a Cadillac. And I was like, what? So I'm blown away. Like, I ain't never seen nothing like that before. So Boogie what? and I took it, learned it, like right there, took it. Okay, cool. And then added like the, so when you go around, we added in the, when you, the extra go around, because it kind of matched up to the beat a little bit better and took that and sent it everywhere, man. It just, I remember that shit took SoCal by storm. No, y'all don't understand. Like by when storm. I always have to give it y'all props because you got too many SoCal and NorCal doing that stroke. And they don't they don't really know they you they if he listening, even if I can get this snippet right here, I need to prove everybody um I need to just let them know that it came from y'all. Let's go. And and you just gave the history. Yeah. Uh you know, you painted a picture in front of your mom's house and you know yeah. the chapter that you got it from. Cause you got everybody out here doing doing that stroke. That was like yeah. when people would it, it was to the point it was like staple. If if a sigma would cross uh out here, even to this day, they'd be like well, you know, you got to learn Cadillac. Come on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It don't matter if this, the whoever, if they were some squares. Yeah. They'll say like, this, well, you got to learn Cadillac. You, you got to learn it. You got to learn it, my brother. But <laughs> sure, you gotta bro. Learn. Like, yeah, no, it, like, it was like, in, it was like in a, it was a Sigma package. Like as soon as you cross, right. that's one of the shows that you must, mm-hmm. you must know. Yeah. So shout out to my boy, Big Nate, Nate Dowd, man. He gave me that game right there. Yay. And man, I had my, my Corolla turned, turned up the music and we made it happen. But back to the Long Beach Step Show. So were you at the Step Show in 2006 when the Federation came? I think so. I think that was a crazy. That was a crazy. Was crazy. It was crazy. Crazy. It was crazy. Man, I I think that was one of the peak. It was a lot of Long Beach Step Show moments where it was like, yo. When I say like, I think that was one of the like, yo, this is like people was traveling, traveling from from DC, New York. That one was just that one was crazy, and the unknowns was in there killing it. But yeah, so yeah. anyway, man, we're gonna talk about Sigma stuff all day. So when did when did you decide like I want to be an educator? Like when was that moment? Like this is what I want to do. Um. Okay. So in in middle school and high school, like I was always <laughs> it was it was bad. So sometimes people would be annoyed because I was always one of those dudes that will be like, Ah, no, nah, you said that wrong. Or, hmm. Oh, you, uh, you just one of them, huh? <laughs> like, actually, it's, um, it's not I digest. It's called, it's the right, the proper way is I digest. I, I digress. And so I was <laughs> one of them dudes that, like, oh went, especially with cats that would try to, like, try to sound sophisticated, but you mm-hmm. still, you, you still, you, st- you was listening to too much Tupac than Andre 3000. <laughs> to, to you know, you you trying to be sophisticated, cause but you know, it's not I digest, it's I digress. Like I was one of the, and it, sometimes it would get heated. Like man, you you know it all, you because nobody likes to know it all. 
I've right. tempered that s- since then, right? I, I do, I, I correct, correct with love. So I've always been uh, like an educator where I'm just like, I can't let you go out like that in these streets. Like, mm-hmm. like you can't be sounding and looking this way because when we go out as a people, we are judged. And mm-hmm. um, and I'd rather, I'd rather with love as a friend, uh, you know, make sure, you know, do some course correction now. And so I was always like somebody that would, you know, have some, you know, useless information. I sound like Jeopardy sometimes. You know, did you know that actually in 1920, <laughs> I would just have random information. People would just be like, bro, like, nobody cares. <laughs> and so um, I guess, but seriously wanting to pursue is um, when I got, so I was working at EOP at Cal State LA as a student, um, as a tutor. You know, I was, they had this program where um, you there was a tutoring program in the dorms because they realized that everything closed on campus like around six or seven. But, and after that, they noticed that all the students, they would just go down. They would just like, they won't do their homework when they get, when they get to the dorm, when you walk down them steps, you could forget about it. We about to party. We about to like go get some food. We about to listen to music. Like everybody thought about school as soon as they went up the hill to go back to to campus, which was sad and was bad because that got a lot of people on academic probation. Because they wasn't taking care of business after those hours, after six, you know, working on doing their work. Some people that were raised a certain way and nurtured a certain way, they was disciplined to be like, all right, y'all need to be quiet. I'm doing my work. I'll be out at eight. But not come on. When you when you are new to the game, it was like mm-hmm. Pinocchio and Pleasure Island. Like you about to just have fun. And so they like. <laughs> hey, Pinocchio, let's go this way. And then, you know, you, nobody has a conscience. Nobody has a Jiminy Cricket. Hey, Pinocchio, where are you going? Like, you right. do, you just going to just right. not do it. So they realize that, you know, we need to put a tutoring program after hours. It starts at six so that people can get help with their homework. And um, I just like that aha moment that students used to get on their face when I would help them with their work. Like, it was just rewarding to me. It was rewarding before I got the little check that I was getting, but it was just helping them with their work, making sure that they, you know, because a lot of the a lot of the students, you know, especially if you're a minority student, first generation, any black, white, whatever, first generation, you really uh, it was a learning curve that people had to adjust to those students and, and including myself, you know, um, and so a lot of people wasn't prepared. I almost was um, had to go to a community college to get some of my units because I was tripping my first semester. Uh, but I was like, I gotta help. I gotta help myself, and I want to help other people. So that's what pushed me into education. I was still doing graphic design. Um, got the BA, but then I got the master's in sociology. And I was like, all right, I want to teach with this. And so then I um, started guest lecturing um, <clears throat> other professors that I knew. One of my professors that I took at uh, Dominguez gave me my first shot at guest lecturing. So I had him on the resume, took his name, started doing that at different places with assistant uh, for someone at USC. Uh, did Project Match, an internship that helps you, helps anyone who wants to be a educator in higher, in higher education. I really recommend that. So internships really, really change the game for me. And I recommend it for others who, who want to step into the classroom. Um, even if you're coming from student affairs and you're like, I want to teach, man. I'm tired of politics and I just want to give back to the directly to the students. I mean, the guest lecturing and the internships. And then that's, that's, you know, keep keeping, I uh, kept my name clean. I uh, kept, you know, trying to be a man of my word and integrity because um, they wait for you to mess up. 
out here. They make they wait for you to mess up to 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 prove them right. Oh man, you know these you know you're a new educator and you probably you know be late or you're not gonna show up. So I always have to keep that in the forefront of my head as I'm moving out in these uh on the academic scene and you know people remember you. You know just like how my name would start to build in Sigma Land. I wanted to make sure I was that same star or that same, uh, I'm giving that same impact. I'm bringing that same talent academically. Like, man, we need, we need Harris to cover this class. He's going to make sure students learn. He's going to make it funny, engaging, you know, play some of his songs that, you know, I'm, you know, so that was the, that was, but it all started from being a, a, a tutor and, uh, uh, I guess I know it all at, at sometimes. <laughs> nah, you know what? You were just give, giving people game, man. That's it. Like, it seems like you've always been someone that just likes to impart knowledge, wisdom, and understanding in the presence of others. And that's a beautiful thing, man. It's a beautiful thing. So as a black man dealing with all, all of that, because you mentioned a few things that's, that kind of hit me and kind of struck a nerve within me. People waiting on you to fail. Um, and then you attributed that to just being new. How much of that did you attribute and what obstacles are you facing as a black man in the education space in higher ed? Mm, obstacles. Um, constant, constant proving yourself. Um, and, and I know that proving yourself is it's not exclusive to one people group, you know, not you know, black educated. Everybody has to prove themselves to to stay uh, likable, uh, hireable, uh, <laughs> coachable you know and so um but it's almost it's almost like when we are given uh, an opportunity it's like more monitoring you know more um you know less autonomy right i feel like some of my counterparts they're not as monitored as much and they're it's mm-hmm. assumed that they're going to do the right thing right uh, right it's almost like uh that 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 clip on don't be a menace when they went to the uh, to the liquor store and the guy was like, you forgot something like oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they never expect we're no, you know, we're on, we're always on people's radar. Mm. Right. When it comes to are they going to uh, do it right or not? And it's like I went to school. I got the training. I got the skill set. I got the experience. What, you know. And um, so that's been a little bit something to navigate and uh, but it's OK because, you know, we're built to do more. I feel like we're, we're our output. We're strong enough. We're equipped enough. Uh, right. We still need to take care of ourselves and make sure we decompress and self-care. But I feel like uh, once we, you know, have our, our our moments of rest, we can get back in and do the right things and, and do it at a, at a grand way uh, in, a, in, a, in a grand magnitude. Um, right now, I feel like the current climate, the, the some of the struggles that we're faced with is uh, everyone's really, really conservative with their uh, with funds, and so hiring it is a, it is is impacted, and not too many places are hiring, and if they are, uh, the 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 pool that hiring pool is very very competitive because now you just mm-hmm. gone are the days where you just go to school, you get the degree. And then you get the job. Now you get the you go to school, you get the degree. But now you're because there only there's not a lot of positions or not a lot of classes. Students are not going to school as much. Mm-hmm. Um, so that the, that in result of that, there's less classes available. And so when there's less classes available, then those less classes go to d- 
to the teachers. And so they have to be, really be strategic about who they put in front of those students mm. and who they're spending their money on. You know, the, um, so those department chairs are going to be really uh, make sure, you know, go to this round, this second round interview, this third round interview. And so it's really, really um, competitive um, as far as it, right now, the current climate. And I feel like it's definitely due to, you know, what's been happening in society and how, um, how the pandemic hit and made everything virtual. Okieffa Shades is the premier choice for sunglasses. Top quality, unique, signature, fresh, trendy. Our shades provide significant UV light protection for eyes, and we have the best customer service around. The freshest and trendiest styles for both men and women. The finest shades to fit your style. Okieffa Shades is the premier choice for sunglasses. Visit www.okieffashades.com. That's O-K-I-Y-E-F-A Shades.com. Or on IG or Facebook at Okieffa Shades. Or on Twitter at DJ Ebrock. So, yeah, you got to learn. You got to be able to pivot right now in all mm-hmm. in all professions it's in even in education. You know, get those certificates when you right now during the holiday break, um, do some of those online training so you can update your resume so you can be more marketable and more and stand out. While people mm-hmm. are just doing the holiday stuff, do a, do a two hour training certificate program to um, uh, better effective ways of, of virtual teaching. So now you have that, on. you know, so it's like. You really, really got to make sure that you're on the ball so that you can stand out from your competition, I feel like, nowadays. And so um, yeah, if that's right. not on your radar, you, you might get looked over from some hiring committees, whether you want to be um, a teacher um, in higher ed or whether even if you want to be in a project program manager, pro, uh, project manager or director, you, you've mm-hmm. got to you got to bring more to the to the to the, to the table, more resources because, uh, yeah. yeah. That's, that's and good. and what was the name of, of that program you mentioned? Was it was it Project <clears throat> Match? Yeah, Project Match. So they literally match you up with. So if your major is in uh, sociology or psychology, they'll match you up with someone who's teaching sociology. And um, as an intern, you you are you are helping that professor, whether with grades, whether uh, with you know syllabus or doing powerpoints. And in some cases, if you, if you if you you let them know up front, like, hey, I want it, I want, I want your job, one. Or if you are are you know under the weather, you can't make it. I would like to step in and guest lecture, something like that. But you have to be um, direct with people, so they know what category to put you in. Or is this right. a person that's just kind of doing this to you know yeah. to waste some time? Or are you looking yeah, them in their right. eyes and like, right. I am the Deion Sanders of education, like you. <laughs> <laughs> And so I had to, I had to like, really like, I'm not playing out here. Um, I'm trying to work here. And then that's what I did. And she's like, okay, well, I'm getting, I'm getting evaluated by the, by the, by the chair on this day. I want you to guest lecture. I'm like, wait, I just said I would like to to guest lecture. I didn't, I don't want to get when the, when the boss is there. And they're like, no, I think you should do it. You, you got the, you, you, you got the charisma. You know what you're talking about. You know the content. And uh, I, I, I prepped. Um, I, I taught the class. And by the time I got to my car and to the parking lot after the class was over, the department chair was like, "Do you have a moment tomorrow to chat? I think I have an offer for you uh, in the spring." Is that right? Yeah. Wow. My, 
So after, so when they matched me, did that when I did that program, yeah, I uh, it was in the fall. I taught the class in the fall. That following semester, I I was already teaching that mm. quick, and I think, and it was not just. One thing being in a program, an internship program, but it's another thing that to to make that I want to whoever's listening to make sure you are intentional and make sure you communicate your end goal with the people that are trying to help, um, whether it is a mentor, whether it is a, somebody so they can speak your name in the rooms that you are not in. You got to let people know that you're serious. And that's one of the things that I did. Uh, shout out to my wife, Mrs. Harris, Alaya. She was like, you need to let her know um, being in this program is not enough. You know how many people come through this program? They don't care. They don't. You need to let them know what your what your plans are. And she, and, and, um, and she took to that. The teacher, you know, uh, Kate, Katie Lookholder. Shout out to Katie Lookholder. She took to that, that my directness. Because I could be kind of passive for those that really know me out here. I can kind of just go with the flow type of guy. Not really, you know, just ride the wave. But I was, she was like, oh, okay, well then you could, you could teach when, cause I'm, I, I'm, my job is secure. I'm, I'm good. But mm-hmm. if you want to teach on this day when the, when the department chair is evaluated, I can set that up. And so that was, that was one of the things that got me up in here. Cause a lot of people ask me, it's like, how you, how you read a professor? How you was, how did you become a, a lot of Greeks, a lot of yeah. sigmas and yeah. stuff. And they, they, they've asked me over the years and I've always told them, it's like, join those internship programs. But uh, don't just be another number, another name in those programs. Really be uh, stand out because you already gonna stand out already. You're black. Mm, mm-hmm. gotta do, I got to do the Denzel mouth on you. You're already going to stand out. You're black. <laughs> and not the Denzel mouth. <laughs> OK. Yeah. Are you already going to stand out? So you, you're already black. You're going to stand out. You might right. as well stand out in a good way. So yeah. that's what that's what I was doing. So the internship turned into. An offer. That's wild. That's crazy. Like quickly though, too, right? Yeah, yeah. The the program they they train you in the summer, they match you in the fall, and then I got the job in the in the spring. So I was broke a couple for 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 a couple semesters. <laughs> for a little bit. <laughs> for a little bit, it was rough. And that's the thing. People was people were like you know, oh, they they want that quick gratif- instant gratification. Mm. And if you really, if you if you were really connected to this passion, to this purpose, whatever it is, it don't even have to be you know, um, strictly education, but whatever it is, sometimes you have to, let, you have to play the role until you get the part. Yeah. You, you have to be about the work. And, um, there's a, there's a gentleman, um, he's not talking about education by no means, but Gary Vaynerchuk, and he talks about loving the journey and being in love with the process, you know, and that will yield great results. So that sounds like what you was doing, right? Like you just fell in love with the work. Yeah. I didn't have to spend my, Summertime, it was the classes started like at five. You get out at nine, and they were teaching you classroom management throughout the summer. And then they're like, "All right, now you got the skills. We're gonna pair you or match you with a professor." You may or they always would say, "This does not guarantee employment, but it, it can't. But you can put it on your resume." It was always they wanted to let you know, like, "Don't don't get mad at us if you don't get a job at the end of it." But like, I was one of the people that ended up getting getting. That's fire, bro. That's dope. I need to get in on that. Like, I need to fast track. I already got classroom management. I, I did yeah. the K through twelve. You know what I'm saying? No, you so just I, need I'm, to submit your resume. You, I just you need good to get in? Like, yo, I just need to look. Put me in yeah. front of the the dean or the or the chancellor or whatever. Like, put me in front. Yeah, yeah, let's go. Let's go. No, no. Let me know. No, seriously. Like, you know, on the show, just let me know. I'm teaching a, a black men in America class at Cal State Fullerton next semester. 
Um, I know you got, you could speak on that. So if you're trying to get a lecture, um, holla at your boy. And I'm actually trying to break into more so uh, program management and, and kind of have a foot in the classroom and also in the program management, um, get back into that. Cause I was doing a lot of that with YPI managing staff and stuff. So, you know, I'm trying to do a little bit of both. So yeah, uh, you can definitely come on in the class. And if you know anybody that's, that need a program manager, project director, that's talking about some, uh, you know, putting some stuff together for the students, students of color, first generation. That's where I'm trying to keep it, keep trying, 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 trying to touch all areas of this education game. I see you, brother. I see you, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Getting it in, which is the great segue into um, your dissertation, man. It's um, representation as motivation, perspectives of first generation African-American male students on instructors of shared identity. And that's a lot of syllables, man. Yeah, you, you can't you got to take a breath before you, you say that. Take a breath, man. Hey, break that down. Make that make sense to us. So what yeah. what was it and what was that that experience like? Well, um, so anybody that's, that's, you know, either doing a thesis or a dissertation, it's it's almost similar to anybody that was creating like an album. You wanted mm. to make a, mm. you wanted to make this, you know, project that was meaningful. You didn't want to just do a mixtape, you know, so of right. some random songs. Right. You really want to put together a body of work that uh, you would be proud of and that you take it off your desk and just read it one night when you're tired of TV. <laughs> like I, I literally love and appreciate my, my work because what they put me through to, to do this the right way. <laughs> Right. Shout out to, uh, you know, Dr. Don Person at Foot Change. Shout out to, um, you know, uh, Dr. Dean Joe Curry that helped me out and all other professors. Dr. Curry at Compton College. But it was um, representation as, as motivation. I sat along with it. I wanted to do so many stuff, so much stuff at the beginning is a lot of people, the educators that are either pursuing their doctorate or think about it. You're like, I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to do just a sampler play. No, you can't change the world in one dissertation. So, um, Mm. but you can come, but you can, you can say, all right, let me separate all these ideas and come out with a book or do other publications later on. But what is something that is most near dear to your your heart? And for me, it was representation. Um, I remember at Dorsey, one of my, uh, um, we only had black male representation on for the most part, it was uh, it was on the football field or on the basketball court, or it was, it was uh, in athletics. That's where all the black people were at, right? Um, uh, as far as males, right? You had a lot of well, females and teachers, you know, black uh, teachers right. and stuff. But so you think your sneakers look good, huh? Check this out. <laughs> Even the most exclusive sneakers once purchased look identical to everybody else's sneakers. Can I get a holla holla? So how do you take your boring regular sneakers and convert them to unique dynamic sneakers that will stand out? Yo, that answer is easy. You need to g- g- get laced with Get Laced Shoelaces. Yes, yeah, Get Laced is a lifestyle shoelace retailer dedicated to inspiring customers through a unique combination of products, creativity, and cultural understanding. We just want you to upgrade your sneakers. So get laced. Visit GetLacedLaces.com or check us out on Instagram at GetLaced.com. Underscore upgrade your sneakers with a black owned business that provides international shipping, wholesale, custom, and fundraising options. Upgrade them sneakers, baby. Get yours today at getlacelaces.com. Premium sneakers need premium laces. One of the male teachers 
um, Coach Dave, which was still was a coach, but you know how they did in high school. It's like you could be a mm-hmm. coach and you, you you still got your master's and your credentials. So right. you, 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 you're teaching as well. And so he was teaching economics and I was like, he told me he was transparent. I was, I was, uh, it's like, hey, how much, how much we get? And he was like, I'll make this much back then. It was, seemed like a lot of money. I was like, all right, cool. And I like teaching. I like talking. Um, you know, get me in front of a, you know, a group of people. And so I think that representation right there is something I'll always remember because prior to him, uh, he was like, a, he was smooth. He was like, like the Denzel type, like great debaters type and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. so I was like, okay, you know, you don't, you still can be, you know, he was modeling that, that success and he was modeling that swag too, that, um, cause I didn't want to be like some other professors, which, you know, yeah, it is what it is. And, you know, um, but I just didn't want to, didn't take to that style, but like, I was like, okay, you can still be you and still be an educator. Um, cause growing up culturally, you, you, all you will see is women, um, being in education like that and so i always knew that either i was going to be teaching how to do uh computer graphics or graphic design um, but i always had a love for sociology as well and theories so mm-hmm. i just went with the masters and, and got that uh, with, with, with sociology and so um and i and i realized that my work, I was just trying to substantiate the the phrase you can't be what you can't see you can't be what you can't see okay so if all I, if I if I if I turn on TV and I'm seeing all these movies and the educators don't look like me, I'm not gonna mm. want to be like that. I'm not gonna I'm gonna want to be. If, but if I turn on the TV and all I see is power and the book and and and, and um all these another movie about what happened in the '80s mm. with the with, with with drugs and gangs and mm. you know if I turn on the, what what do we have growing up? Um, New York Undercover, uh, paid in full. Paid in full. Uh, now those rap, are, you know the 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 the, the rappers that would you know, and I loved uh, man DJ Quick was one of my. I was like, okay, you brown like me, you you got the representation. Mm-hmm. You talking about how you made it through? I went with my went over to my cousin's house, t shirt dingy, pro wings tacky, start selling drugs. Like it, it makes you think like, oh, maybe I can do this, right? And right. like so that representation. Uh, could have sent me down the wrong path thinking that I can like get into the whole, you know, drugs things mm-hmm. because that was cool and, and you would get the fresh gear and the girls would look mm-hmm. at you differently. Mm-hmm. Or you can go to school, you can um you can find a passion that, that that's aligned with your purpose and you can do it that way. And so um that was my thing. It was like I I realized how my grandfather was a representation for fashion. My uncle, yeah. uh shout out to my uncle Dezo who um won first black shoe designer, um, him oh, and him still being in the game and him putting me in the source magazine model and, and, and stuff like that. And what? that was, yeah, yeah. I was, I was, I was a little, little for a quick second, little child little model. And I did a couple of, um, couple of print stuff. Um, but yeah, but yeah. And, um, it was, I wanted to be that the same rep- representation that I was witnessing in hip hop and in fashion and stuff like that. I just want to be that for somebody in education. Right. And so I interviewed students from community colleges, from four year institutions, uh-huh. first generation male, black male students and just got their take on, um, you know, did was was there what was there a correlation to their success? Um, 
when it comes to seeing themselves in the classroom, the, uh, you know, seeing a classroom leader that you can relate to. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's that's really, really big. People is not going to connect to who, who they can't relate. Um, mm-hmm. Try to go to uh, um, to um, in an area where it's, it's nobody that looks like you. It's going to be hard to connect with those individuals, right? It is. It is. And like, where the black people at? That's what you're going to <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And you know what? And you know what? That's what we do. That's what we do. Like we walk into spaces and we immediately look look for us as a sense of safety, um, identity, um, you know, alignment and, and things like that. But you mentioned something while you while you were speaking and you spoke about power and you spoke about paid in full. And I'm, I'm going to throw in there minister society and things and things like that. But it's kind of a, I almost got the sense that you were alluding to that we shouldn't be watching that. Oh, I, 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 I had a little tone with that one, huh? Yeah. A little, a little bit. And, <laughs> and, and, and I'm going to go down that path because I'm curious because some of it, I believe we shouldn't to an extent. But um, I guess what I'm trying to ask is where do we draw the line? Because that's what sells, right? Like that's what people are going to watch. Like, do we really, do we really need another slave movie? I don't know. But that's what people are lining up to go watch, right? People are are comfortable watching that. So uh, yeah, and people got bills to pay. So what? How do we handle that? That interesting uh set of circumstances right there. Yeah, Should- um, I I really to that I think about the quote: "If you build it, they will come." Mm. So it's like if I feel like if you put it in front of their face, if people who are hungry enough, they're gonna eat it up. Right. But for example, if if we have movies that are that are that are showing us in a different light uh we have more of those people are gonna go our people are gonna want to watch those just because there are people in there that look like us mm. right um and so they're gonna get out of the house and go see these movies um that portray us as leaders financial leaders uh they they portray us as people that have secured and solidified generational wealth um there there we see more movies like that it's like the movie uh with uh, anthony anthony Mackie. um oh, and, the banker yeah 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 i i i would i would want that to be more uh you know common better 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 uh the the marketing could have been a little bit more better than that or the promotions mm-hmm. for those type of messages you know, we don't really see that. Like, we got a we got a short term memory for the good examples uh, in movies for us, but a long term memory for the ones that are typical in the sense of the drugs and the pimping and the and the uh, right. You know, everybody remembers uh, Training Day, Denzel, but not too many people remember the first thing that the, the, this movie that's not always the first one that comes to their mind. Uh, the Great Debaters. Great Debaters. That's right. Right. Um, but training day. Oh, man, we got a long term memory for that. But a short term memory for those roles that, um, like I said, um, where Anthony Mackie, um, they they basically combated redlining, you know, that mm-hmm. that that institutional mandate that said that um, no black people can live in this nice neighborhood. Right. That was actually written in policy and procedure, which is crazy. But mm-hmm. it's a whole movie on that, and that I show my my students in the history of racism class at Cal State Fullerton. 
Um, right. And so we have a short term memory for those small segments of TV shows where they'll go interview uh, black families that have a, uh, a legacy of wealth mm-hmm. and, and owning businesses and owning real estate and uh, take summer trips to Martha, Martha's Vineyard and, uh, you know, right. do all those things that we feel like is not of the culture. But it is, but it is of the culture because these are still black people doing doing this. It's just that there's some resentment there from from the people, um, from our people that don't live that lifestyle because mm-hmm. they've been trying to live that lifestyle, but no one's showing them how to do it. And and I feel like if there's more movies and there's more uh, you know, entertainment that shows us how to build wealth versus entertainment that shows us how to make some drugs sell, <laughs> I feel like mm-hmm. there can be some type of uh, pivot there. And there could be an uh, appreciation for uh, individuals like, man, you know what? Let me let me do things this way um, instead of that way, if that makes sense. That makes perfect sense. Makes perfect sense. Man. Okay. thank you for that. Thank you. Um, This is this is one question I've been trying to hit hit people with. Um, This conversation has really been free flowing. I haven't even had a chance to even go into all these that I had written down. But, But this is one that I. I want to ask everyone this season. Um, this is season two, by the way. But um, where is education headed, and what does it look like in twenty years? Higher Ooh, ed, twenty years, twenty years, Tw- so, twenty years. Um, you know, if if you look at things from a macro perspective, you start to identify trends and you see ebbs and flows of of, of things because as people, we mm-hmm. like something, then we get tired of it, we complain, and then we get we complain about that current state, and then so we flip. And so we start to see this. So right now, I feel like we are in that automation phase where you get quick education, you get it online. Nobody wants to sit in the classroom anymore. They butt falling asleep on them hard wooden chairs and stuff. You know, we trying to make it so that you can do a lot of this stuff at home and, and, and a lot of virtual stuff. So that's where we're at the peak right right now. But I feel like mm-hmm. people are going to start to get tired of it. And they're going to revert back to more intimate um, environments of, of, of learning, mm-hmm. right? Um, they're going to start to appreciate that uh, that old school aesthetic of education, and, and and so so that's just my guess. Some people may say, "Oh, it's just going to get more technical as the years go," mm-hmm. which is true. But I feel like there's always going to be a space for some for a good old fashioned library somewhere. There's always mm-hmm. going to be a space for you wanted to come and we having this instead of being 50, a 50 to one student ratio where the teacher don't know nobody's name. I feel like mm-hmm. it's going to go back to like 20, 25, 50. And then it's going to be like students are starting to, uh, they're going to want to feel seen again. Mm-hmm. They're going to not, they're not going to want to just be another number. And, uh, you know, they're, they're going to, they're going to want the quality of education because we're going, we charging them, you know, parking passes are crazy. Crazy. They just don't, the students just don't feel they're getting their money's worth. Mm-hmm. So somebody in education, educational leadership could be me and anybody else that um, subscribes to my idea. We're going to answer the call. We're going to uh, solve that unmet need, which is students want to be seen and heard again. Um, and however that looks in the classrooms, maybe they're more 
we, we split them up. We split half of the class up on Monday and we talked to the other class on Wednesday. Some department chair out there is listening to me right now. You thought that was a good idea. I know, you yeah, know, they did. So, that, <laughs> so that we can so that you can really have an intimate moment with you got a class of 50 students. No, we meet with this lab on Monday. Mm-hmm. I know y'all names. I know what makes you tick. I see you. We meet with this one on Wednesday. We start having some experiential learning. We have class at uh, at different libraries, at different schools. You know, if you go to a community college, let's have class. Let's coordinate with the, the individuals on a UC campus or USC or another campus where students want to transfer and go to. Mm-hmm. That would that would drive them students crazy. Like imagine if you go to a community college and we had class at the, you know, the, the school of your dreams. I always wanted to go to UCLA. All right, well, we're going to have a class with... Um, y'all, the first day of school, everybody tell me what class, what school y'all want to transfer to. Good. All right. They only said five. All right. And then <laughs> so for me, I do field trips mm-hmm. at five, oh, those five different campuses. And then they're like, oh, we going to what school? We going to what school this week? SC? Oh, snap. That boosts, like, yeah. That's going to yeah. boost attendance. Mm-hmm. They're going to get a chance to go on that campus. Mm-hmm. I don't care if we just have class on the field. I don't even got to talk to anybody. Which, what y'all up here for? Here's my ID. I think I teach here. Da, da, da. Might not teach here this semester, but these are my other students, and we having a we having a class right here on the, by the Trojan or by the Bear. Hey, that's that's cool. gonna. I think that's gonna be the new wave of education, making people giving them more bang for their buck, making them feel seen. That is major because I went the junior college route. I was in the JC uh, framework, I guess, for three years. And I was getting ready to just drop out. I was just done. I couldn't get transferred. I was taking classes that ended up not transferring for anything more than electives. And I had no elective space within um, the social studies uh, degree work. So I took a bunch of classes that didn't count for nothing, not a damn thing. So, but being encouraged and seeing what the next level actually looks like would have been powerful for me. Man. That's phenomenal right there. You would be like, see. oh, heck yeah. I'm exactly. <laughs> right. Like I, I just showed up. Like, I just, I'm just going to go pull up at Cal State. Like, I'm in here. Like, what's happening? I didn't, I didn't know where to go. I didn't know anybody. I didn't know where to stand in line. I didn't even, I didn't have a map. Like, I had nothing, bro. Like, it was really, it was really sad considering the fact that, you know, th- these are things that the average person already has. Like, I just transferred in. I didn't know nothing, bro. I just kind of came in, but. You know, you know, we turned out all right. We turned out all right. Yep. So yeah, twenty years. That's those are some significant changes. I love it. I love it. What is um what is some advice that you have? I need uh this is the advice section. So what are some points of advice that you have for someone that's trying to enter into the field of higher education instruction? Um, besides the project match thing. Uh-huh. Like what are some okay. things that they can do on the way up as they're achieving their bachelor's degree, I guess? Okay. So if if you if you're an individual, I have all the game and I don't even start some courses, some uh, some virtual certificate programs for individuals who want to, mm-hmm. um, with their masters, start to teaching, uh, start to get into the higher education. I'm going to have that um, booked out. So make sure that you keep in touch with me. All you got to do is Google Dr. Brandon D. Harris. And you will see what I'm doing. But with, he said, with, Google me, baby. You see him? You see him? Google but the, me. Please say the D. Because the, the, there's a lot of athletes. I got this common name. As you type in Brandon Harris, you're going to start to see three different dudes that play from three different <laughs> colleges. Just Dr. Brandon D. Harris. Please say the D. Put the D in it. But not like that. But yeah. Anyway. Um, 
if you are looking f- to working in education, let's say you want to go into uh, um, student academic advisement or student affairs or program management, you 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 oh I can't teach. Uh, uh, you know what? What if you're an introvert, but you'd still get the job done? I feel like individuals with that path. Um, you, if you have a bachelor's, you want to make sure you get a mentor immediately. Get a mentor that is in the role that you, um, want to be in. You don't have to, they don't have to uh, be in the role that you want to be in forever. Well, this person, he's just an adjunct. I don't want to be an adjunct. I look down on, you ain't even got your bachelor's yet. Stop looking down on people. Just still, mm-hmm. you need to still have that person be your mentor. Even if they're in a role that you don't want to ultimately be in, mm-hmm. they're still in a role that is higher than you and that can that can eventually get you to where you want to be. And I say that uh, is because sometimes we shoot ourselves in the foot. We when we're cho- choosing mentors, and but you, but you can't you can't seem to find a mentor who's a president of a of a college. They're too far removed from you. Not even going to the you don't even eat in the same places. Right. And then you, you're not going to rub elbows with them yet. Mm-hmm. You got to make sure that you uh, follow up and send emails and check in and, and, and see how you can be enough assistance to the mentors that are available to you. Um, and you always want to be add value to whatever conversation that you're having with these individuals. Don't just be take, 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 you know, because people start to it get boring. And we notice that if I have a mentee and all they're doing is taking from me, um, but they, but they're not giving in the form of helping me save time. Like, of course, I'm not. There's nothing too much that I can ask for. You know, that a mentor can do for for me. Um, you know, as far as like profession wise, unless they give me a good um, evaluation or a good uh, testimonial. Oh man, Doctor has really helped me out with this. Like, I, I get those from students all the time, especially if I'm applying to like mentorship awards. I ask mm-hmm. my students to put in a good word. But other than that, like a, ment- a mentee should not just be take, take, take. Um, right. They need to be make themselves available. Um, hey, let me know if you need any help with this. Uh, if you need any help, if you're working on research, uh, I can do the lit review. I can go on Google Scholar or go into the library database and find some uh, sources that um, that are relative to your study that you are doing. Or I can find sources that... Um, that echo the statements that you're going to make in your paper. You got to start thinking like that saves people like us time, right? Um, and, and time and money, people don't play with their time and their money. So if you're a mm-hmm. mentee, you always want to wake up before you interact with your mentor and ask yourself, how can, I, how can I save this person some time? And how do you know the answer to that question? You know what they have to do. Like, is that person a professor? Is that person a, a director? Is that person a principal? Is that person mm-hmm. a, you know? So that way you are adding value to them. So when you turn around and ask them for a letter of recommendation, they don't ghost you straight up because you was ghosts because you didn't you didn't value, you didn't value your relationship enough to add value or be of value. So what am I going to write about? If all I did was do stuff for you, you asked me to write your letter of recommendation. I don't have nothing to really talk about. And if, and, 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 and certain hiring committees know when recommendation writers don't have nothing to talk about because it sounds cookie cutter. You know, you know the language. Man, I've right? written so now. many. I've written so <laughs> many letters and I've been, and I've, it's, 
I have interviewed so many people and you can tell like, this is just phony. This isn't authentic. This isn't, this person isn't cut from the cloth that we are looking for. Yeah, I know. I know, bro. I know. But I think what you said is, is great, bro. Like, I think we at times want to get in touch with the person that's on stage, not knowing that you got to get past the bodyguard to get a foot onto the stage in the first place. So you may want to be the chancellor of a school or the school president or whatever, but you got to get in with the adjunct duty first. You know what I mean? You got to pay, you got to, you got to pay your dues. You know, you got to be a Neo before you become a pro fight. Yeah. yeah. Them, them, them part-timers be the first, the first, They'd be the they'd be the closest to the students at times. Yeah, they're at the bottom. We at the we at we at the bottom closest to the students. You know, we interacting with the students. Mm-hmm. You're you're like, oh man, I I, I glass door adjunct. Man, dude, I, I'd rather do something else. But you know, you might not know that that adjunct is teaching ten classes a semester at a thousand dollars a pop and still making his or her eighty to hundred thousand dollars because we gonna bring home. I got a, I got a new baby. Right. I got a wife. I, they gonna be straight. I'm gonna figure it out. Mm-hmm. I might not. One school probably didn't put a ring on it yet, but I'm gonna play the field and still get my oh, yeah. get my money until somebody marry me. <laughs> <laughs> For real. Until somebody talk about so. Oh, Harris, I got a project director, a project management over here, a program management. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna put a ring on it. Full benefits. You don't. You don't gotta. Do, you don't gotta uh, go through one school and do the dental, you know. Right. You still gotta. You still gotta make things uh, make things work. And so, with people, you know, especially uh, you go back to school. You're 30. You, you know, you. I'm getting my master. I'm getting my doctorate. But you, um, you, you gotta make sure you befriend your professors because a lot of times they're the first the first line of defense before the department chairs mm. or before the people that are managing or are doing um, coming up with programs that 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 are for resources for students on campus. Yeah, um, you know, and if you are on campus, you need to befriend those those individuals, those project mm-hmm. managers, those counselors, those academic advisors. Um, you can't be that parking lot classroom parking lot student. You know what I'm talking about? You pay for the parking path. Oh, it's about to. I've got two hours of class. <laughs> I ain't got time to talk to nobody. I ain't got time to talk to no professor, or no counselor, or be or befriend anybody, or try to build a rapport or. Or right, try to right. like you know you gotta you better park around the corner and burn some calories. Let's go. How bad do you want it? You better you, you can't be the parking lot classroom parking lot student and then look up and graduate and realize you didn't network or you didn't connect with any anybody because all you did was <laughs> go straight to your car. Mm-hmm. And so um, park that car around that corner and make sure it ain't on a sweet uh, street sweeping day so you don't get no ticket and walk. So your car is is secure. It ain't nothing gonna gonna happen. And this house is in that neighborhood. You walk down the street, it's like, hey, how how you doing? Ain't nothing gonna happen to your car. You ain't gotta you ain't gotta pay for that two hour parking pass. Nah, you good. Park your car so you could be there and you can go to the library, get your work done, make meet these availability to these individuals that wanna that want to work with you, these academic advisors, go to those out office hours, befriend those adjuncts that yeah. work the system and could teach everywhere. I, I, I got I got to the point where one of my um one of the chairs, I was like, I can't teach this class. It's a time, it's a, it's an overlap. They were like, well, there's, there's not a lot of, there's, there's no one enrolled in the class uh, yet. 
what class, what time can you teach this class? That's, mm. and you know, they don't change, they don't change uh, the, the catalogs in college. Yeah. If you can't yeah. teach that class, you not, you, 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 that's a thousand. And I'm just around about that. So let's just say it's a thousand dollars a pop. That's a thousand dollars. They're going to give it to another thirsty professor that just got their masters or their just doctor getting to the game. They'll they be like, okay, bye. Like, mm-hmm. We're going to go to my ne- the next adjunct on the list. We're going to go to them. Yeah. I said, I can't teach this. But I've been teaching, I've been doing this for about seven years now. Again, trying to, you know, I am tired of driving around and wasting, going from school to school. <laughs> but um, I would rather, you know, be parked at one school all day, but it's, it's going to come. But um, I, I'm to the point now because of my value, because of my input, because of my evaluations. And they're like, they're like, okay, well, Semester hasn't started yet. It starts in February. I got one student enrolled. What cl- what time can you teach the class? And we'll we'll change the time around. That's when I realized I am not I'm not beginner status no more. Mm. And it, and it, and and you got to get to a point. You have to put the work in to get there. You you can't come out the gate, Dion. Nah. You can't you can't you got to put in the work. That man don't drink, smoke, nothing. He go he he t- he his work ethic. I mention him for a reason. Like his his work ethic is crazy, and you got to embody that same work ethic for all my athletes listening that like to that that like that analogy. You got to apply that same sacrifice if you want to get to where you need to go. Mm. Ain't no way around. Ain't no shortcuts to this. Ain't no shortcuts to this. So when is when's your book going to be done? Ah, the book I is know, going to be I know done. You're writing something. I know you writing something. I might Let's drop go. something on my birthday, May eighth. Let's go. Let's go. I got the timeline. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I would love to be done b- before the summer so that I can have my summers. Let's go. So, you know, I'm probably going to mm-hmm. teach like only one class in the summer. You know how it is for educators, especially. Um, those that that are uh, are professional, um, professional adjuncts that are that are valuable. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> that are valuable. I might, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, I might. I'm like um, Odell. Like I'm. I, I play for a few teams, but they. <laughs> but when I come on your team, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta give me that. You gotta give me that. You gotta um, give it up. But yeah, so I'm gonna. I want to make sure, like, and it'll be a good time for before the summer birthdays and they. May and um and it's basically basically going to be a uh, I can build upon the research that I did and I can use some of those sources that I've already put in my reference page for my dissertation right. um and and I, and I just definitely want it to be something that people want to pick up and, and it be practical and it's yeah. not just like oh that was good sounds like it only works for you no I wanted something I want to make <laughs> something that. You look at the table of contents, yeah. and you can go back to certain things and be like, "Ooh, that was a nugget. Those are some nuggets there." And so, right, I'm all right. about making stuff practical, um, and, and so that you can really, really apply it to to your success because that's what people care about. If I'm not doing nothing that makes you, that makes that that's, that's uh, that it's it, we still are a what's in it for me people. <laughs> we are, we are, and I got to make it so that so that you are listening and um, so that you get something from it. Oh man, we definitely got something from you, man. All this, all this game you dropping, man. Definitely, man. You knowledge, knowledge. Hey, are you a Laker fan? I am. I, actually, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, quick question. Um, who is, oh, who is on the Lakers Mount Rushmore? Give me four. Four. You have now, to have. Before you go into this, just know people are going to judge you based off of your responses because you can <laughs> name like you could put ten up there, and it's like okay. We all, as a as a Laker family, agree on these ten. 
But when you cut it down to four, someone's going to get left off and they're going to judge you based off of that. So okay. I just want to <laughs> No pressure. And I was just, you was like, now before you, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so you would have to like, who gets carved out first? Mm-hmm. We're going to put Kareem up there with them, with them big ass glasses right there. That's right. <laughs> yeah, because he was unstoppable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was, a, he was unstoppable. Um, forced to be reckoned with. Um, and then we're going to carve in the magic man himself. Mm. Uh, okay. Definitely going to make sure he's in there. Just his, his ability to, uh, he was the glue and, um, and he, <laughs> he had the skills too. Um, and then we're going to have to put the, when we talk about work ethic, that no nonsense. I only, uh, I probably only seen him laugh a couple of times in interviews. Mm-hmm. Rest his soul. Um, my man, Kobe Bryant. That's right. Right. He'll laugh and be like, <laughs> oh, man, that's funny real quick. Though. Business. All business. Yeah, he's all business. He was all, <laughs> all business. business. <laughs> but but like I said, that, that work, he made sure that he, he created separation while people were asleep, literally. Um, and then there was so many key characters, uh, playmakers. Uh, Byron Scott was in there. Uh, Rick Fox was, was over there uh, doing some things. He wasn't just acting in, uh, in Hollywood. <laughs> um, you know, uh, Rice, uh, we have a few. Um, Van Exel was doing his thing Ooh. crazy. Eddie, uh, Jones. Mm. Eddie Jones was crazy. Mm. Uh, you know, Harper, it, like there was some, it was, it was some good times. And, um, but it would have to boil down to either, uh, Shaq or LeBron. And so now I'm about to get judged just off of saying that mm-hmm. that last fourth seat has to, they're going to have to fight over it. Shaq and LeBron going to have to fight over that, that last seat. They got to catch a fade for it, huh? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to let them pick. Okay. All right. That's how you stay out of controversy right there. You just my name I, is Paul, and that's between y'all. That's between y'all. I asked for four. You give me three with with two remainder. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Hey, um, TLC or SWV? Mm. Mm. Damn, I'm a music guy, and, I'm, I, and so I, I'm first talking I, about I, music. I ain't talking about looks. I'm about music. Yeah, the music. Oh, yeah, yeah. For the, for for the music, oh, we gotta have to go to SWV. Mm. Oh, heartedly. I'm sorry. I know there's some what. Like, yeah, like, but no, no. As far as sonically and um, and uh, but if I'm gonna go with dynamics, like I'll go with TLC because dynamically, um, you can't separate them and like dynamically, it was you had the basically crazy, sexy, cool. You had the smooth T boss. You had that 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 this that yeah yeah you, you had that sultry, smooth, sexy voice from T boss. Um, the, you had the chili that was smooth and kind of like on oh, some, some, that, that high, that high register voice. And then you had, uh, you know, the MC. So that, that was a, that was a nice, um, uh, dynamic. And in music, you need that because your ear get bored if everybody in a group sounds mm. the same and you don't know who's singing. Like mm. it, it gets boring, but I feel like, like NSWV, they had the dynamic, but then they had the gifts too. They had the power. They had the power behind those voices, and so I would, I would have to. Be, if I wanted somebody to sing me to sleep, it'd have to be SWV. <laughs> A lullaby, okay. Yeah, I don't want, I don't want to be going to sleep and all I hear is I seen a rainbow yesterday. <laughs> like, no, uh, don't uh, stop. <laughs> You a fool, you a fool. Right, I got, I got one more, one more for you, man. So, um, 
they say they say that um, the numbers indicate that in regard to the most high school or the high school that has the most NFL players all time in the state of California is Long Beach Poly. Number one. Do you know what school is number two? Mm, um, it has to be Dorsey. It is Dorsey. How'd you know that? Well, because if you go to the weight room to this day, which um, I haven't been there in a minute, but I I used to live uh, uh, close by me and my boy Dave. We still work out at the gym, like at at the high school. And there were placards along the whole weight room Mm. of the students that play football and then the NFL team that they went that they that they get drafted to. Mm. And just looking at that alone, I'm gonna have to say I'm gonna have right. to go with my school. And I not not just because I went there and that I played football uh there and we ended up winning the, the championship in that same year in the fall. Um I I'm still gonna I'm gonna have to go with Dorsey just because of I ain't never been to <laughs> I ain't never seen too many people produce there from from the west side of LA, yeah, at least. Like Long Beach Poly, they 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 people yeah. go there. People people go there if they live in Lakewood, if they live mm-hmm. in San Diego. I heard they will yeah. go there to make sure they yeah. go to the NFL. But yeah. um, there's there's quite a few schools. There's um, and I don't know the order, but and I could be forgetting some. So forgive me. But um, Long Beach Poly is definitely up there. Dorsey is for sure number two, and then after that, I think it's um somewhere in the mix. You get Compton High. You get uh, Sarah, and then yep, just talking Sarah. about Southern California, you get uh, Southeast San Diego Lincoln High School. Yeah, yeah, out there in out there in Dago. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, yeah, man, and it, it ain't nothing like them Friday night lights from a high school. Though. Oh yeah, them drums mm-hmm. at, 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 at six o'clock when they walking from the from the campus mm-hmm. to the field, mm-hmm. and everybody got on their jerseys on Friday, and you and you got to leave like, sorry, teach, I gotta go. We gotta get ready for the game. Like I used to love. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody looking like, and then you be like, "Yeah, baby, that means me. I gotta go." I'm See out. you on the. <laughs> I'm out. Now it was, it was, it was a good time. Now, that pride was ain't nothing like that high school. Um, I used to work with YPI, and we, I did K through twelve for about five years, and it's a, it's, it's, it's energy. Man. <laughs> there's, there's nothing quite like being at a high school. And not necessarily being a student, but just seeing that energy from the school and being a part of it and and being the adult that kind of has to help cultivate that. Man, I used to be at the rallies, bro. I was the assistant principal when I was at the high school rallies and I'd be on the mic like, hey, what's popping? And just getting every everybody hyped and and it was crazy, man. Ready to I, go. Man, <laughs> Taking bro. that energy. Hey, into- I had them hype. I was out there stepping with kids. I'm stepping with the staff. I had a whole little staff team. We was out there killing Man, I was DJing the dances. I, I was. I was <laughs> you, you had the playlist and everything. Bro, I was hype, uh, man. I would have been the man the same way. It would have been lit, man. Like we, we, yeah. we, man. It was a. I was an after school program coordinator mm-hmm. for a lot of uh, schools in Compton, Long Beach, uh, North Long Beach, Long Beach, Compton. I did the uh, a couple of continuation schools. And yeah, I would even if I had to bring my own equipment. Like you got this, I'm like I got you. I got, got my you. speak. Like we we about to we about to get it going. And so it's I definitely miss those days because like I said, you know nowadays um, at the college, especially if it's one of the you know commuter schools, it ain't, it's, it ain't parking lot classroom parking lot. They gone. They gone. <laughs> 
Well, brother, man, I I appreciate you, man. Listen, listen up, man. Tell tell people where they can where they can connect with you online. How can they find you? Well, you, all you gotta do is if you're going on, uh, you can just go to Google and, like I said, just type in Dr. Brandon D. Harris. Um, you can you can type that in in YouTube as well, and you can see all of my speaking engagements, all of my. Uh, all of my um, tutorials and workshops for those that want to, you know, zero in on a particular topic of mine. Um, I also have a couple of songs that are, you know, relevant and applicable to the university scene. Um, I'm going to go into, I'm going to do some, a little bit more music later on, some preppy stuff. Going, I'm going to bridge the gap between preppy, preppy and urban and make some music <laughs> like that, you know, uh, but on some academic stuff, you can definitely find me on LinkedIn. Type in Dr. Brandon D. Harris on LinkedIn. Um, and yeah, and, and if you want to learn more about how I can uh, help you out with using music as a, as a success tool, as a success tool for students and for teachers, just uh, reach on out. Um, you can find me. Uh, you can my, my email is brandon.harris5, the number five at gmail.com. So just Brandon.Harris5 at gmail.com. Yeah. My man, my man. So I'm going to give you the opportunity. I'm going to give you the floor one last time. You got any final words or, I'm sorry, or, you have any final words and or any shout outs? I know how we do as a culture. You got to say what's up to everybody. So if you want to give any shout outs or any final words, now's the time. Oh, shout out, shout out to... All of the schools that I went to, um, Hillcrest, uh, Angeles Mesa, Dorsey, Crenshaw for summer school, because right. politics, uh, you know, got to be smart. Plus, <laughs> I got family still over over there. Um, all the schools that I went to, Casa LA, Dominguez, you know, the black, you know, the, the, the HBCU. <laughs> I, that's what I called it when I went there. And definitely Fullerton, man. They just took me in. I was um, I was the first in my program to uh, be invited to commencement as a student and as a faculty. So when I graduated with my doctors to get when they when they let us cross the stage the next year, I was already a faculty. So they didn't know where to sit me. Oh, dang. <laughs> so I was like, definitely like they was like, uh, I guess you, you know. It was it was weird, but thanks for Fullerton for always showing love and, and and just you know making sure I had those classes and teaching research methods and just wanting that representation, right? I did I did a dissertation on it. They said if you did a di- dissertation on representation, now 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 you gotta now we gotta hire you. Now you're just gonna make us look bad if we don't hire the black guy. <laughs> but yeah, no, thank you for all. Uh, I'm gratitude is my attitude for for even you having me here on the show. Let's Anyone uh, listening, let's work, let's connect. Let me add value to you and what your unmet needs are. Um, and I'll just leave you with this. Make the decisions today that your future self will be proud of. Mm. I've said that so many times to students. You have no idea. No idea. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Man, I got a few shout outs. I'm going to shout out the sponsors, of course. 
my brand, Get Laced Laces. We make custom shoelaces and apparel to meet your needs. If you have a school organization, man, if you got a youth church group, whatever, man, we make it happen. We can put whatever you need on the laces, logos included. Give us a holler, let us know, and you can reach us at www.getlacedlaces.com. And of course, you already know, as Principal Peter MC, I got to tell you the truth. And the truth is, if your student is going through K through 12 and they get into trouble and they have some school disciplinary issues, you probably don't know how to navigate it the right way. So I'm going to show you how to do it. I got a parent's guide to school discipline because the average person is probably getting scammed by their school. So let me give you that game, a parent's guide to school discipline where we give you plug and play emails and we break ed code down and we make it make sense because that stuff can be a little uh, intimidating at times. So that can be accessed at, at www.principalpthemc.com. And that's what we do. And we always end with a quote. And that quote is, because, you know, we are out here on the West. I had to keep it West Coast on this one. It's for my brother Razcast. Stand up, Carson. I see y'all. Man, hold on real quick before I get in that. Shout out to Donnie Brasco, man. Shout out to my hey. man, Don, Donnie Brasco, who used to let me crash on the couch before I went to oh, the yeah. step show, man. Yep, Shout same, out to Donnie same. Brasco, man. I forgot about him. <laughs> <laughs> That's the AD had, right there. Hey, he had the parties popping, man. But anyway, so yeah. um, the quote is, the diameter of your knowledge is the circumference of your activity. Mm. Yes, sir. And on that one, we going to head out. All right, y'all. Appreciate y'all for tuning in. Catch y'all on the next one. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Assistant Principal's Office with Principal P, the MC. Don't forget to leave us a rating and review on your favorite podcasting platform. We'll see you here next time. There's someone you should definitely.